Hey, before we jump into today's episode, I have a question for you. Do you dream of inspiring others within the beauty and wellness industry? Have you ever considered becoming a teacher or trainer, but felt unsure about where to start? Well, you're in the right place. I'm here to introduce you to the SIBTAC Level 3 Award and the Level 4 Certificate in Education and Training, specifically designed for beauty and wellness professionals just like you. So whether you're a therapist or a coach or a manager, this qualification is the first step towards becoming a transformative educator in the industry. But here's the best part. We offer online teaching qualifications so you can learn and grow at your own pace right from the comfort of your home. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of I'm No Rookie. I'm your host, Ayo, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. We've got an interesting topic today that may make some of you uncomfortable and make you think about what type of person you truly are, especially in these situations. Today, we're going to be delving into the mindset of an inspiring thought leader. I recently had an eye-opening experience that I'd like to share with you. I was part of the support team for the Course Confident Bootcamp hosted by Amy Porterfield. And I love being part of the behind the scenes and being able to observe how Amy and her team love and support and, and motivate those within the boot camp. And it was really fascinating to see there was two distinctive types of people in that community. This observation got me thinking, what is the mindset that separates a truly inspiring thought leader from the rest? So here's the thing. You've got two kinds of people in my eyes regarding thought leadership. On one hand, you have individuals who feel that they didn't get what they thought was on offer, even though it was never implied. They approach opportunities with scepticism, perhaps a sense of entitlement, and often miss out on valuable lessons. On the other hand, you have another group, and these are the gems that soak up all the value that we see. They understand that they're part of something money can't buy. The chance to learn, for example, how to sell with heart, love their community, and truly change people's lives. So what distinguishes these two groups? First of all, remember I spoke about skepticism and then an optimist. So first you have the skeptics. These are folks that believe that they didn't get what they thought was on offer, even though it was never promised to them. Their mindset restricts them from tapping into opportunities that can drive growth. On the flip side, you have the optimists. They absorb every piece of information like a sponge. They recognize the intangible value they are receiving, like learning how to sell authentically, nurturing the community and changing lives. And there's also character traits that are different when it comes to thought leaders. So what are these qualities that separate these two groups? One is openness to learn. It's not just about being open to new ideas. It's about actively seeking them out. Remember, in the age of the internet, the digital age, knowledge is currency. So how do you stay updated? How do you filter out the noise and focus on what truly adds value? Another characteristic is selling with heart. So real world example time I want to give you. I once worked with a wellness practitioner who shifted their marketing strategy from selling products to solving problems. The result, a 50% increase in customer engagement. And I think this strategy is so important, especially when I think about as a beauty therapist. 
So when I was training beauty therapists, I'm going to train them on retailing. So after they carried out the treatments, the next thing is recommending products. And you had different types of therapists. Some felt oh, very uncomfortable. They're like, I don't believe in the product. I don't believe I should be selling to my clients after treatment. Whereas others, they looked at it as well. My client is coming with this problem. They told me about what they want sold products I'm going to sell to them is what's going to solve the problem. So it's changing that mindset shift from what you believe that a customer doesn't want to buy to I'm actually going to recommend something that's going to help them solve the, the problem that they were inquiring about. Another characteristic is all about or will focus is about community over currency. So it's easier than ever to sniff out when someone's primary goal is making money. But when you put your community first, you build a tribe that will follow you, advocate for you, and yes, buy from you. Another thing is resilience and adaptability. The world is constantly changing. Resilience and adaptability are no longer optional. They are essential. They are essential traits for survival. I've got some fantastic questions for my listeners today that are incredibly important to the topic that we're discussing. Question number one, how can I develop an openness to learn? Firstly, it starts by dedicating time to consume valuable content, attend webinars, even hire a mentor, maybe listen to podcasts, and then reflect on what you've learned and how you can implement it. Implementation is key. Another question was, how do you sell with heart without feeling like you're selling out or being too pushy? Excellent question. Selling with heart means aligning your products or service with the core needs and values of your audience. It's about showing them how what you offer can solve a problem that they have or fulfill a need. You aren't pushing a product, you're offering a solution. Being authentic and transparent in your approach can go a long way in ensuring that you don't come across as being too pushing. Another question is, can you share more about how to build a community that will last? Absolutely. The cornerstone of a lasting community is trust. You can build this by constantly delivering valuable content engaging directly with your audience and showing up authentically. Utilize social media platforms to interact with your audience, run live Q&A sessions or even community events. Show that you're interested in their growth and well-being, not just their wallets. A community built on trust and shared value is one that will last. And the last question is, how do you adapt when the industry changes, especially given how quickly trends within the beauty and wellness industry evolve, for example? Keeping up with industry trends can indeed be overwhelming, but it also keeps us on our toes, right? My advice would be to always continue your education, attend webinars, attend workshops, read up on industry publications, follow thought leaders, and don't underestimate the power of networking. When a change comes, instead of reviewing it as a hurdle, see it as an opportunity to learn, adapt, and get ahead of the curve. I want to give you some practical tips before we wrap up today. So first is all about mindset. So it's a mindset exercise. Your thoughts have a power. What you tell yourself subconsciously influences your actions, your decisions, and how you interact with the world around you. But here's the good news. You can rewire your thoughts and patterns. Step one, for one week, keep a thought journal. Write down any negative thoughts that come into your mind, especially those concerning your capabilities and opportunities. Step two, at the end of the week, sit down and review your entries. For each negative thought, reframe it into a positive affirmation. 
For example, if you write down, I can't do this, reframe it to say, I have what it takes to overcome this challenge. Step three, I want you to spend the next week repeating these positive affirmations. Place them somewhere you'll see every day, maybe on your mirror, in your phone's home screen, and this conscious effort will gradually influence your subconscious mind, making a positive shift in your mindset. Another exercise is about community engagement tips. So building a strong community is essential for any thought leader. And one of the things you could do is a giveaway, which can be an excellent method to not just engage with your community, but also gain valuable insights. So step one, decide what you want to give away. It should be something that your community will find valuable. It could be a free consultation. It could be a product from your line or even tickets to upcoming event that you're hosting. Step two, the entry condition for the giveaway should be answering a question that helps you to understand your audience needs better. This could be something like, what's your biggest challenge in XYZ? Step three, once the giveaway is over, analyze the answers you've received. This data is gold. It gives you insights into what your community needs, allowing you to tailor your content and offerings to serve them so much better. I want to give you a resilience building um, exercise. So we all face setbacks. It's an inevitable part of our journey. The difference between those who succeed and those who don't often comes down to your resilience. So step one, here's the exercise. Whenever you face a setback, take a moment and jot it down. Write down what you think went wrong and how you're feeling about it. That's all you're doing in step one. Step two, after a little reflection, write down what you've learned from this setback. Was there a warning sign that you ignored? Is there a skill that you need to hone in on? Step three, create an action plan for how you can avoid these types of setbacks in the future. Make it detailed, so step by step. By doing this, you effectively are turning your setbacks into setups for future success. Each of these exercises offer a practical way to improve crucial areas in you becoming a thought leader your mindset, your community engagement, your resilience. By actively participating in these exercises, you're not just kind of going through the motions, you're setting yourself up for lasting change and success. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want you to ask yourself, which type of thought leader do you want to be? Do you want to be someone who constantly feels shortchanged or do you want to be an individual who brings immense value to yourself and your community? If you enjoy this episode or have any questions, don't be shy. Slide into my DMs. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you're considering pivoting into the education sector, check out the SEBTAC Level 3 Award and the Level 4 Certificate in Education and Training at Developing Educators Academy. The link will be in the show notes. But until next time, remember, you can change lives, including your own. Remember, you're no rookie in this game. <laughs>